Hello and welcome to another Taster episode, the fourth Taster episode, I think, uh, from Hoppy Night in Canada. In North Vancouver, my name's John. In Victoria, I'm Dave. And let's get into it. So first and foremost, uh, Dave, what are you drinking right now? So the beer that I have enjoyed the most recently is a somewhat elusive brew, but it comes back every now and then. Uh, from our friends at Superflux Brewing, Easy Tiger Pale Ale. As we've talked about Superflux a bunch in the past, uh, most people know they're an itinerant brewer that doesn't actually have a brew space themselves. They just contract out of different uh, brewery locations in Vancouver, and they make some of the best IPAs and pale ales. Uh, and Easy Tiger is one of them. It's a 4.5% easy-to-drink pale ale that is del- deliciously hoppy flavored well balanced and yeah it's just a great beer um it comes out in tall cans uh you can get them in four packs at a lot of liquor stores there probably is still some available now around at at some of the uh sneakier i guess uh cold <laughs> beer and wine stores in vancouver i know there's some still available in victoria uh, get your hands on some if you can. If you can't, it will be back. They seem to brew it at least two or three times a year. Yeah, I, I haven't had any this round, but I had it last time. Uh, I think it was it came out last summer, and it is really nice. I think it's the lowest ABV offering from Superflux, um, which, yeah, made it really, really nice when it came out in the summertime. Just kind of nice, easy-drinking, hoppy pale ale. Yep. Yep. So what about you, John? What have you been drinking? Uh, so... My beer is also from Superflux, at least in part. Um, the the beer that I really enjoyed uh, this past week is a collaboration between Boombox Brewing and Superflux Brewing, both from Vancouver. And I believe Boombox is now also an itinerant brewer, so they also don't have their own space yet. It's called Pablo Esconar, and it's a <laughs> yep, it's an IPA brewed with oat flakes and lactose. So it comes out really hazy. Uh, it's got a really fruity nose tastes really nice drinks easily it's a six and a half percent has is in um, tall can four packs highly recommend as far as i know this is the second time uh that boombox has made it and the the first time it was just their beer this time it's a collaboration with superflux so um it's excellent i don't know how widely available it is uh so if you see it on the shelves uh pick it up now nice yeah um Boombox and Superflux, both alumni, alumni, yeah, alumni of Callister Brewing Co-op. Mm-hmm. They really have turned out the hits. Although, when it turns out, they have, they have. Um, it's, I mean, and it's a cool setup that uh, Callister's got down there. We've talked about them in a previous episode. Um, co-op brewing, people get buy in a one-year share to use space on the um, on the brewing equipment. I think I think it kind of gives people who are a little not shy, but who are maybe a little bit less sure, uh, a chance to kind of test it out and see if it works for them. And the ones that it has worked for, it has really worked for, and they produced Superflux and Boombox. Um, Superflux, when it was at uh, Callister, was known as Machine Ales. Oh, that's um, right. I couldn't remember what their name was before Superflux, but yeah, Machine Ales. Yeah, it was Machine Ales, and it's now they're now Superflux, and then Boombox was at Callister, also Boombox. You are correct. Uh, Boombox does not have their own space. They have been brewing on a contract basis out of Dogwood in South Vancouver, 
which I think has been a pretty good symbiotic relationship for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dogwood's got a huge space that is perhaps beyond their own personal capacity, and so they now have a tenant, essentially, coming in and making good beer out of there. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is kind of... and It's a, a little bit the same with what Superflex is doing at uh, Strathcona. It seems to be a cool relationship that is working out for all of them. And I would, it would be cool to see more places like that. I think. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool setup when breweries have that where like, you know, for the moment, until they grow into it, that excess space, you know, can be leveraged by smaller brewers who don't yet have the, the capital or the, or the, you know, for whatever reason, haven't set up their own space. Um, but being able to to leverage some equipment and also comes back to that notion of like community and breweries that are ostensibly competing, are uh, instead working together, which is kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. Outside of just beer that we are drinking right now, I have something to complain about, ah, which will surprise everybody. And what it is that I have to complain about, it's everybody. <laughs> um, this week, George, the Georgia Straits Golden Plates Award winners were released. Um, for those of you not in Vancouver, not familiar with the Georgia Strait. It is a local free community newspaper that has been going in Vancouver since the 60s. Um, And they, once a year, they do their Golden Plates, which is a reader's choice sort of awards around the broad topic of, I guess, food, ostensibly. Yeah, food, Uh, food and hospitality, I would say. Uh, across yeah. Vancouver and, and in some cases the greater Vancouver region. Yeah. So in what is truly proof that democracy doesn't work, <laughs> the beer related results are atrocious. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I I, have... I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in. Uh, some of them flat out wrong. Some of them a little like some of them slightly accurate. I'll give them at least credit for that. Fair. Fine. There are some. There are there are a few highlight. A few ones that I will highlight, but I think it is more of a case of a broken clock is right twice a day. I think that's fair. Every year the golden plates come out, and every year it gets me riled up about people that are voting for things that don't know what they're voting about. Um, but we it leads to things like the best local brewery category, won by Red Truck Beer Company. Second place, Granville Island Brewing. Uh huh. Third place. Brassneck Brewery. One of those three belongs in even a top ten list. Yeah. Yeah, like a top twenty list even. And that's the thing. Like, it's not even about Red Truck being bad. Cause I don't think they are. They're just nowhere near the best local brewery. And 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 Granville Island, yeah. That like it's I mean Arguments about whether or not it's local aside, because most of it's brewed in, out in Kelowna. Um, but like, it's not—it's it, not number two. There's no way that it's number two. No, no, it's not even close. And uh, I mean, equally as atrociously bad, the category of best locally brewed beer. And so, in general, they're trying—they're looking for just a, an individual beer here. Number one. Perennial awful beer, Granville Island Brewing, Lions Winter Ale. Number two, Brassneck Brewery. Not a beer. Brassneck makes, Brassneck makes great beer, but 
Brassneck Brewery, not a beer. And then number three, Stanley Park Brewery, West Coast Pale Ale. None of those are beers that should that belong on a top three list, that belong anywhere near the top of any list. Brassneck has beers that belong there, but Brassneck by itself is not a beer. And I guess it like, is, I'll give at least like defense for this one. I can see how it's like, okay, Brassneck makes so many one-offs and limited releases and there are some that are that are semi-standard on their menu as far as i can tell but um maybe you know like uh, that's an aggregate voting for like a bunch of different beers from brassneck i voted on and so you put it there like i'll i'll for, i'll give that one like a if you squint you can kind of understand that one but um yeah putting lines winter on top of that i don't know yeah i guess maybe i mean Maybe it's supposed to be Brassneck, the like their Brassneck Ale, which is just their house pale ale, Could which be is that. a good beer. And if yeah. that's if that's the second best locally brewed beer, you know I'll take that. Yeah. But um, Lions Winter Ale, absolutely not. And because like you know we've we've made the argument before, there's a time and a place for every beer, blah blah blah. But like I don't, and like I I have enjoyed Lions Winter Ale uh, once upon a time, not in many years at this point, but fair enough. I just don't. It's mostly the fact that it's the top, I think, that kills yeah. me. There's a side note about Stanley yeah. Park Brewery that's that would take too long for this taster episode to get into because, like, that's a rant because it's not technically locally. Depends on your definition of local. Anyway, I'll save that one for another taster. Yeah. Um, um, I will credit where credit is due. The category of best beer, best BC beer brewed outside of Vancouver uh, is a winner. Number one, Four Winds Brewing Company. Number two, Driftwood Brewery, and number three, Hoyne Brewing Company. Um, I have no qualms with any of those. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd put Hoyne as high as number three, best BC beer, but like, I, fair enough, they're good, and you know. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either, but they're widely distributed and reasonably well known. Yeah. Um, so I think that you can make an argument that that is a fine ranking. Yeah, I think um, I'm not. That one does not bother me. Yeah. Um, the next one down, I, I imagine, rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> now, here's... I'll give... So, the, the one of the other categories is best Canadian beer brewed outside BC. And here, I will forgive uh, an amount because of, as we've talked about in previous episodes, like, interprovincial beer trade is, is terrible. And, like, it's, it's it's just... Yeah, it's a, it's a mess of a situation. And so, like, the vast majority of good beer uh, doesn't make it outside of the various provinces. I, I kind of hold that as a standard. That said, as of late, it's been easier to get Ontario beer, so, like, Bellwood should be on here, but I'm just going to leave that alone. But, like, number one, Steam Whistle, number two, Mill Street, and number three, Bows Brewing. Um, Again, like, Steam Whistle's <laughs> not bad. I get, like, if you like Pilsner, it's just, like, that's the only thing they do. Like, best Canadian beer outside BC? Come on. At least, like, I mean, there's people... People have wide access to a lot of Quebec breweries. Yeah, Hindu the, Mall is better. Than, Hindu Mall is better than Steam Whistle. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, like there's there's enough selection out there that like Mill Street should be nowhere near this list. Um, yep, Mill Street makes a really nice coffee porter uh, and a bunch of other stuff. It's fine. Yeah, decent restaurant in the distillery yeah. if you're ever in Toronto. Uh, whatever, <laughs> I'll you know I'll get off my high horse on that one, but uh, it's not correct. That's a that's a list full of three falsehoods. Yep. Oh well. Yep. So in general, what yep. we've what we've learned from this, take your recommendations from us. Yeah. Not the general public. There's a reason we get on the mic week after week, month after month. And 
and tell you guys what you should be drinking. Yeah. Don't listen to those people. Listen to these people. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Um, I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, as always, if you have any feedback uh, or want to get in contact or anything, hit us up uh, at HoppyNightCA, same as Instagram. Yeah, uh, our email is HoppyNightInCanada at gmail.com, and the website is HoppyNight.ca. Uh, and if you have a moment, please, please, please uh, drop a review on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Yeah. Uh, all, of the re- all the ratings and reviews help us help move us up the chain uh, and help us be discovered by other people. Yeah, so other people can take our recommendations over the Georgia Strait. That's right. Yeah. And as always, tell your friends. All right. Uh, with that, this is signing off another Taster episode. I'm John. I'm Dave. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.